What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to the second episode of the Loud Hounds podcast. I'm Bobby McInnes alongside Thomas Ballone. And week two, we're going to be talking about MLB playoffs and sports in October and really get into pretty much the best month of the year if you're a sports fan. Tom, how's it going today? I'm doing great. I'm more than excited today, October 1st. We're kicking off the uh, first game of the MLB postseason wild card tonight. Uh, I'm just ex- really excited for this month. NFL is really getting into full swing mid midweek. Um, baseball is getting started with the playoffs. College football is still in full swing. And then we got uh, NBA and NHL getting their preseason games in, get, getting ready for the regular season. Yeah, definitely an exciting time of the year. Uh, and I apologize in advance if I sound a little nasally. I'm a little under the weather, um, getting over a cold. But... With no further ado, let's get right into things. Like you mentioned, today is October 1st, officially playoff baseball. And tonight, Max Scherzer is set to throw the first pitch of the 2019 postseason tonight at 8.08 uh, Eastern Standard Time. And the, the uh, Washington Nationals will open up against starting pitcher Brandon Woodruff and the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great matchup tonight. Uh, Nationals really ended the season on a high note, and so did the Brewers. Christian Yelich going down not not too long ago, a few weeks ago. Everyone thought the Brew crew was out, but um, they made a great playoff run, and, and they're here in the wild card game, and I think they can definitely upset tonight. Max is a great pitcher on the mound, but this Brewers offense is on a tear right now, and if they can get a big win, they got to go face the Dodgers in uh, the NLDS, and that's going to be a an awesome matchup to see also. Yeah, you mentioned one of the matchups tonight's obviously. And after a total of 2430 baseball games played during the regular season this year, the playoff matchups are set and the bracket is ready to go. Um so just looking over it, we have the Twins will be taking on the Yankees. Uh, I believe this series starts this weekend. You might be attending the game, Tom. Yeah, uh, game one is on Friday night. Um, I'm going to be attending game two on Saturday at 5 p.m. I'm really excited. I expect the atmosphere in the Bronx to be electric. Uh, Yankees really hungry for um, a World Series title, 10-year drought. Um, They're facing a Twins team who's very powerful offensively. The pitching at times is shaky, but that's that's the same thing with the Yankees. They have a very similar team. They both led the league in homers. Twins finished with uh, 307. Yankees finished with right behind them 306. So I expect... uh, a high power offense series and uh, Yankees are going to have to rely heavy on their bullpen to, to come out with uh, a win in a best of five. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a high scoring affair. And the Yankees, like you said, they're going to need to rely on their bullpen. Their starting pitching is lacking. Um, they could have went out before the trade deadline and went out and got a big name player, perhaps Noah Syndergaard. I'm a Mets fan. So there were some talks there. Personally, I believe it would be very difficult for the Yankees and the Mets to pull off a trade. But it definitely would have benefited the Yankees and it would have definitely helped them in their playoff run this year. But we'll see. Like you said, the lineup's going to have to produce. Um, but the Twins lead the league in home runs and they are, you know, right right there with the Yankees as far as uh, bats. Yeah, I expect a really competitive series all the way. So keeping it in the AL, we look at the wild card game. We have the Tampa Bay Rays taking on the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting game because the Rays, if you look at them, they are really low on strikeouts for uh, pitching this year. They're they're by far the lowest in the league as to, in terms of uh, playoff teams. The Blue Jays are, are worse in the league, but Rays only have about f- around 400. Um, every team in the playoffs has at least a thousand strikeouts. So you notice how their pitchers pitch to contact. Uh, they play in a different style of baseball. They they play small ball. They don't really use the home run ball a lot. Um, 
Oakland's been on a tear lately. I expect that to be a competitive game also. Um, Tampa's starting. I think Charlie Morton, he showed his worth in the playoffs with the Houston Astros not too long ago. So I expect a a competitive baseball game there. Yeah, you mentioned the lack of strikeouts. However, their ERA is lower than the Athletics um, by about three-tenths. So definitely going to be... A decent matchup because you look over at the bats and the athletics and the rays are right there uh, both right around 250 averages um, a little over 200 home runs so it's definitely going to be a good matchup and the winner will go on to face the houston astros the favorite in this bracket this year yeah if you look at the houston astros uh one to one through nine in the lineup is is a ridiculously scary lineup to face and then then you get to their pitching and their pitching is is very dominant they have um justin verlander garrett cole uh zach granke that's by far the top three best pitchers uh in in the playoffs and they have them all on their on one team so uh they're definitely the team to beat this year uh oakland did give them trouble in the regular season i'm pretty sure they took that um season series but it's playoff baseball now you're getting into the thick of things so things are really going to start to heat up but houston's definitely going to be the favorite to take down uh through their whole roster they're yep. ve- they, they have no holes yep um like you said no holes uh their team leads the league in batting average at 274 and then you look on the defensive side of things uh they lead the league in strikeouts 1671 this year which was 40 more than the next team, which is the Boston Red Sox. And as far as batting average allowed, they led the league in that as well with a very low 221. So definitely going to be a hard team to beat. Uh, If you see anyone beating them on the AL side, do you believe it's the Yankees, Twins? Who do you think has a chance to take down this Houston Astros team? Obviously, I'm going to go with the Yankees just because of their their past history two years ago uh, in the ALCS. Yankees really gave them trouble. Uh, They were up 3-2 heading back to Houston, and Houston covered home field very well won games six and seven and then went on to beat the Dodgers in the World Series that year but uh yeah I definitely see the Yankees being the the, uh, most threat to them at the American League just because of how the Yankees are are carried by their bullpen and and offense and um if that's our ALCS matchup that's going to be that's going to be a great matchup to watch so if the Twins beat the Yankees in the ALDS, you're saying they have no shot at beating the Houston Astros? I think they do still have a shot, but it's going to be a lot tougher for the Twins to beat the Astros than the, than the Yankees to beat the Astros. All right, fair enough. We're going to move over to the NL side now. Uh, you have the number three seed, the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, taking on the Atlanta Braves. Uh, what do you see? How do you see that matchup playing out, Tom? I think that that can be a very good matchup. Atlanta's got a solid lineup. Those two youngsters, Albies and Acuna, just have been electric for for Atlanta. And um, Atlanta's pitching staff has been pretty good this year. Tehran has struggled at times. And picking um, up Keuchel. Yeah, picking up Keuchel and the youngster Soroka has looked great uh, for them. And then you look at the, the Cardinals side of things. They are another team that really got hot uh, since the All-Star break. Flaherty has a .91 ERA since the All-Star break, which is unheard of. And they, they got a few young guys there. So I expect that to be a um, competitive series. But if you're looking for a team to beat the Dodgers out of the National League, you're going to you're wanna, you're gonna want to go with Atlanta. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you there. I don't really believe in St. Louis's bats. Um, their offense is a little lacking. Like you said, good pitching. Uh, they were fifth in the league in ERA, so pretty good there. But like I said, I think that Hotlanta 
is the favorite to win in this matchup. Yeah, you look at the Cardinals' uh, season batting average, only 245. So they're not consistent with the bats. So yeah, they're, they're relying on pitching. So yeah, I would definitely take Hotlanta in, in the best of five series there. Yeah, we touched on it a little bit, but the wild card matchup tonight, Milwaukee Brewers versus the Washington Nationals, Max Scherzer to throw the inaugural pitch of this playoff postseason. How do you see that one playing out? Um, I think Scherzer can definitely dominate behind that home crowd. He he's definitely going to be in the the Cy Young voting this year, but I I would expect the Cy Young to go to, to Jacob Degrom with the um, New York Mets this year. But definitely, um, the, if the Nationals are going to make a playoff run this year, um, it's going to be on Scherzer, Strasburg. They got the pitching to do it. Um, some people were talking about them maybe taking the Dodgers down. That's a little bit of a stretch, but I think tonight they can definitely handle Milwaukee if Scherzer pitches his game and and they can give this home crowd what what they want because they haven't been successful this past decade with playoffs and, and all that. Yeah, and you know, Milwaukee losing Christian Yelich, that's a big blow. They still made it to uh, the postseason, and they've been able to produce and proved that they can do it, in fact, without Christian Yelich. So, I mean, do they have any shot at winning tonight? Oh, yes, they definitely have a shot to win the night. Their, their bats have been hot the, the past uh, month. So I definitely think they got a shot. Woodruff has to go out there and pitch a solid game, though, for them. Uh, it's probably going to be a bullpen game for Milwaukee, though. I don't expect Woodruff to go that deep into things. Um, they, they probably want to get to Hayter early, get, get into the, those last six outs of the game and, and, and finish it up. Yeah, and Ryan Braun actually tweaked his calf um, right before the end of the season. So they're hoping to have him back. I believe he's going to play. If he does, they definitely have a shot to take down Washington. Perhaps if he doesn't play, I think it's going to be very difficult for the Brewers to win. For sure. All right, so going to our last matchup, the winner of that game, the wild card game, will have to play the Dodgers. How far do you see the Dodgers going? You said Washington does not have a chance against the Dodgers, and you believe that the Dodgers will indeed move on to the NLCS. So are the Dodgers your team to make it to the World Series? Yes, definitely out of this National League uh, bracket. I, I think the Dodgers have the best shot. Atlanta could give them trouble, but I just don't see Milwaukee or Washington giving them trouble at, in the NLDS because tonight both of these guys, uh, the Brewers and the the uh, Nationals are both burning their number ones. So if, even if you win this game tonight, you got to face the Dodgers with your number two. And the, the Dodgers rotation is scary with Ryu, who's come out of nowhere this year and has pitched great. Uh, you got Kershaw, who has struggled in times in the postseason, but he he has proved himself to be an elite pitcher. You have Walker Bueller, who is a great youngster that they have. And um, their bats are, are incredible with Cody uh, Bellinger. And uh, Justin Turner, Chris Taylor, they got a lot of bats. Um, I just don't see the Nationals or Brewers giving them trouble. I say Dodgers in three, maybe four. And then uh, I would expect Atlanta to be the, the team to give the Dodgers the most trouble at the National League. But besides that, I think Dodgers are getting back to the uh, World Series. Yeah, and the Dodgers, you know, we, you mentioned they have a pretty good lineup there. And they also have the league low uh, 3.37 team ERA. So pitching is what wins in the postseason. So as you said, they're my favorite to make it out of the NL. Yeah, the only thing that does worry about worry me about the Dodgers is um, their bullpen has been shaky at times. Kenley Jansen, all-star closer in the past few years, has not looked himself this year. He's blown a ton of saves in the, in the ninth inning this year. So that would be my only worry about the Dodgers. But besides that, they look fine. All right, so as we start to close up this segment, let's hear your final prediction World Series, who's in it for the AL, who's in it for the NL, and let's uh, let's hear who do you think is going to be the world champions this year for baseball? Um, even though it's tough for me to say this as a Yankee fan, I got to go Astros-Dodgers. 
World Series repeat from two years ago. Um, I, I think Houston's going to win it all. Um, their pitching is is insane. Uh, Cole, after they went out there during the uh, um, trade deadline and got Granky, it really it really solidified things in the league for uh, teams. Um, that was a great move on their on their GM's part to go out there and get a veteran like that who's um, who can definitely handle the postseason experience. And I just think they're they're solid uh, up and down the roster. And uh, I think the Dodgers can make it a good series. But my prediction would be Astros over L.A. in six. But definitely do not sleep on the Yankees. They, they definitely can make make a World Series run. But if, if you're asking for my prediction straight up, it'd be, it'd be Astros in six. Yeah, I can't argue with that at all. I think Houston's going to win it all. And, you know, they have best pitching staff in baseball. And they're backed by a very powerful lineup who's been hot um, at the right time. So... I agree with you. Astros in six, uh, possibly seven, because the Dodgers are a very powerful team as well. If they're able to stop uh, the Astros lineup, then it's going to be a low-scoring game, and they're definitely going to be right in there. So we'll see. It's definitely going to be an exciting postseason. Yeah, I can't wait. So moving on, we're going to talk a little bit about October. Uh, some may call it Sportober, as my dad texted me earlier this week. And it's really the best time of the year, not only because apple cider donuts are back or because trick-or-treating and Halloween, but it's the best time to be a sports fan. MLB is in its postseason. NHL is in its second month. The NBA is just getting started. And the NFL is already in the regular season. So very exciting time. There's sports on every day of the week. If you're a sports fan, you love the month of October. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm excited uh, watching NBA preseason. Obviously nothing to watch there. It's kind of a joke, but um, it's good to see the players back getting into uh, shape for the, for the, for the regular season. And uh, same with hockey uh, Rangers. I know you, I know you're an Islander fan, but um, Rangers, though, just just to touch on it, they look um, they got some youth with uh, Kako in the in the draft. Um, I think they they got some potential. They got uh, Panarin from uh, Columbus. Um, Lundqvist still has struggled for them though. They they need they need a new goaltender. He's definitely on his way out. But he's we, on his way out. But I think they can they can definitely make a playoff run though in in the Metropolitan this year. We'll see. You know they kind of their fans really embraced somewhat of a rebuild last year. Everyone's you know backing it up. The Rangers have been a phenomenal team over the last decade, uh, to say the least. But you know, I think that they're really going to hit their stride this season. We'll have to see though. It's going to be a young team. They're going to have to really get around that. Yeah, excitement in New York, though, for sure. So keeping it in New York, both of us, New York Knicks fans, let's talk a little bit about that. You know, the other day we were talking in the dorm room and you mentioned that the Knicks front office believes that they had a successful offseason. Meanwhile, despite the fact that they missed out on max contract players like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, uh, they didn't go after Kemba Walker, but they did end up with Julius Randle, some other role players. Do you call that a successful offseason, Tom? (laughs) Not even close. Once I I saw that, I thought it was actually a joke at first, but uh, I I soon realized that it wasn't. A little disappointed in that. Um, To call that a successful offseason just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You had an opportunity to capitalize on two max uh, contracts. Obviously, you said Kevin Durant did go down with the um, Achilles uh, tear, I do believe it was. But you got an opportunity to take advantage of key players, and you couldn't bring one of them into the the Big Apple. So um, I I don't expect a lot from the Knicks this year. They do have R.J. Barrett, though, which is the future for the Knicks. Uh, You said they got Randall. So I'm hoping maybe they can can finish close to 500, but odds are you're probably going to get a 20-win season out of them. It's just... Year in and year out, you're just disappointed by by the uh, GM's decision making. It 
it, it always happens. And all, awful luck in the lottery as well. You know, the Knicks would have been projected number one pick, but with the rule change, um, the top three or the bottom three in the league have equal chance, equal odds at the number one pick. The Knicks ended up getting three, and they walk away with R.J. Barrett. He's no Zion Williamson, but do you believe that, he, like you mentioned, he is the future, but he kind of did have a poor um, little summer league so, yeah, R.J. Barrett, he definitely has the uh, potential. He he can shoot the ball at times. Uh, I really like his uh, drive to the basket. I really think he's an athletic uh, player. He'll be uh, key for the Knicks. Um, he's obviously no Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson looks like the next LeBron James, if we're going to be honest here, without a jump shot. But... Um, I would obviously rather have Zion Williamson, but R.J. Barrett definitely can give the Knicks potential. If you can give him a few guys to build around, that's why I was hoping the Knicks would go after uh, Kawhi Leonard. He would have been a great part to build around R.J. Barrett, but um, hopefully soon they can bring uh, veterans in to build around him. Yeah, it might be another um, season or two because the Knicks actually somewhat in a smart way signed these players to two-year deals, so they're going to really prepare um, for two off-seasons from now, and we'll see what that's going to be like. Hopefully they don't disappoint again, though, because Knicks fans are eager to see a winning team in New York. Yeah, for sure, and if if we're going to look ahead to a uh, er, very, very early uh, NBA Finals prediction, who would you uh, who would you go with right now? So real quick before we sign off, NBA Finals prediction, I'm not sure. The The Clippers look very good. The Lakers have been building something, but we had this argument in the dorm the other day. I can't get, I can't see the Warriors losing. I know that they lost Kevin Durant, but you have Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. They added D'Angelo Russell. They're going to be contenders. Don't count them out. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from there. The Warriors obviously been powerful these past six years, ever since they got Steph Curry uh, from uh, Davidson. But I just don't see it this year with with the, with the Warriors. It's just they have matchup nightmares when you look at the Clippers and Lakers right now. Lakers have Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Uh, Clippers have Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Um, it's just tough for the Warriors to match up. They got great guard play, obviously, with Curry, Russell, Thompson, but they don't have the forward play that some of these other teams have it's obviously going to be interesting and then coming out of the east it's going to be tough uh, between philly milwaukee toronto obviously doesn't have anything now with Kawhi gone i really think it's between philly and milwaukee and i think milwaukee can get over that hump uh but Giannis is going to have to take over yeah well he is starting to become the the new face of the league if you will very young player you know lebron james is going to be on his way out in a few years and Giannis, if he can get a jump shot that kid is going to be He's very scared. dangerous very dangerous, but I like I'd like I would like to see him win in the postseason before I give him a lot of credit. Yeah, definitely, you got to earn your respect uh, through the playoffs and through the finals if you want to get your respect in any in any sort of league. All right, that just about does it for our second episode of the Loud Hounds podcast. Thank you, Graycom Studios, and we'll see you next time.